0: Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the bikes on bikes. This is Drive By.
1: Mike Marcus. He is Mike Forrest. This is a Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. How's the hell it going, Mr. Forrest?
2: Uh, it's been an awful two days at work this week, but my co-manager comes back tomorrow and my boss is off for the next two days, so I can mentally check out and just, like, go on autopilot. I already texted him, too. I was like, hey, dude, uh, funny story, his name is also Mike. (laughs) i was like Ah, i was like yeah i was like hey uh mike uh heads up bud the minute you walk through the office door i'm mentally checking out for the rest of the week i will be there (laughs) but i will not be there
1: and i'm sure he completely understood
2: he hasn't texted me back yet because he's probably sleeping
1: (laughs) so we have uh, SummerSlam weekend uh, to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we are definitely going to get in both into both the NXT uh, Toronto TakeOver card and the SummerSlam card. We're not going to do a full last week on Drive-By, but I do have a few things I want to touch on before we get into all the SummerSlam stuff. So Mike, most importantly... We discussed a little bit of a creepy sound that you heard last time. Uh, Actually, the time before last, the episode before last episode. But last episode, I I brought it up to you. I did tell you that I was going to isolate the sound that you thought you heard, because I also heard it on the playback, and send it to you. Instead, I just decided to end it, or add it to the end of last week's episode. And I was a little creeped out, man. Uh, What say you? (laughs) To steal a phrase from a fellow podcaster.
2: Um, I don't want to talk about this, man. Was, Come on, why not? I don't want to talk about this, man. I don't. It's weird. You talk about the it odd grinding look, sound? like, uh, man, I, like, it's like, like, look, my personal belief system, uh, uh. um, uh, I'm in my car on my property. That shit ain't coming here. <laughs> you know, like, I don't believe in, like, monsters and ghosts and bullshit like that, right? Um, uh-huh. I do pretty strictly believe in, like, demons. hmm uh-huh. But, also, um... Guys, just because I swear a lot and I, like, tell, like, really inappropriate jokes, like, don't let that, like, change, like, like, I go to church every Sunday, right? Like, I'm a man of God. Uh, My next-door neighbor is my pastor, right? Like, I'd say Uh between our two houses, man, and, like, you know, I ain't challenging nothing out there, you know? But I'd say, like, between our two houses, yeah, man, best of luck. This is God's land. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I actually thought maybe it was a train, like train. Uh, it might, like but brands. man,
2: that doesn't sound like any of the trains we've ever heard around well, here. Well, huh?
1: here's the thing: we've been we've been recording this show now together for, I mean, what, almost two years together now. Yeah. With you as my full time co host, uh, you often sit where the trains closer through in earshot when it goes by because it's you know in your garage or your, I think even in your, uh, in your toy room, you can hear it if a train's going by and I didn't hear any train sounds accompanying that noise. So, you know, best of luck. We're going to keep recording and hope we don't get an audio file that we don't want to hear.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we've been recording this for two years. I I literally like, okay, like at one thirty when work normally ends, like we kept working uh, 14 people left, this dude came up to me, he's only been there like, yeah, he's been here 60 days, right, so he hasn't uh, uh got the time to burn to leave, mm-hmm. and he came up to me, he was like, well, like, man, I got stuff to do, and I was like, what do you have to do at 1 o'clock at, in the morning, at 1.30, on a Wednesday night, and he was like, I got to take my grandpa to work. And I was like, bro, every time you leave, you got to take a different family member to work. And I was like, look, <laughs> man, like I got, I was like, bro, I got stuff to do too, man. I said, I record a podcast. I've been recording a podcast for two years. We record at three o'clock on a Wednesday. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was like, honestly, like, bud, like your options are taking attendance point or go back to work. And he started talking. I was like, look at my face. Look how much I care. <laughs> take it take an attendance point or go back to work. He went back to work.
1: Yeah, sounds like you should. <laughs>
2: I hate what so, I have to act like that, but I low-key love when I get to act like that.
1: Sometimes you have to act like that, and I mean It is what it is. Some people just don't wanna do do the work, son. Do the work. Ah, uh, so let's before we get into the cards, Mike, let's talk about some things that we may not see, or some things that maybe we already saw that we thought we were going to see this weekend. Uh, we don't have any main roster tag matches scheduled for uh, SummerSlam as of right now. Uh, is Are you okay with that? Because I know I've already seen people complaining about this card. For the same reasons that if anything was flipped around, we'll get into it, they would complain too. So, it just proves the fact that nobody's ever happy with anything. But, uh, there's no tag team team match for SmackDown titles. No tag team match for the Raw titles. Uh, I'm just going to say that uh, the club's going to be, the OC, I'm sorry, is going to be probably representing AJ at ringside. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the new day is with Kofi at ringside, so they'll probably still be there and on the show. I kind of think that's why we've had them main eventing the last couple shows, uh, you know, being involved even with each other, because maybe they wanted to make this SummerSlam a, a singles singles match SummerSlam. Mike, what do you think?
2: I mean, it's a good possibility. I don't personally myself have like a real problem with no tag matches. I, the old school fan of me does. Like you know, I feel titles should be defended on a pay per view. But again, right? Um, we're company, talking about a company with like
1: 30 yeah, titles. Yeah,
2: man, they've they've got I'm 29, I believe, at last count. Um, yeah. so, yeah. and especially like the 24/7 title is going to take up like seven different segments. So it's possible. Um, the modern wrestling fan in me, um, uh, it's whatever.
1: So, they did something this week, uh, specifically, which I actually, I think was good, you know, I think a lot of people assumed we'd have the women's tag titles represented on SummerSlam, and instead we got a a four-way elimination match for those titles, and we crowned new women's tag team champions, Mike and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, I think it was surprising. I'm, I'm an Alexa Bliss fan, so I'm okay with this. I think you can answer me yes or no. Uh, she has done more for Nikki Cross's career in the couple of months they've had them paired together than anything anyone else has done on the main roster with, uh, with Nikki, with Sanity, with any of that. Fair. And another point that I want to put out there, you know, for everyone complaining that it shouldn't have went to to these two, who's on at least one episode of WWE Product Weekly? And sometimes two. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So if you're mad about not seeing the women's tag team titles while they were on the iconics, they're now on a pair that seems to get a ton of T V time. So this should actually excite you.
2: People are really mad about this?
1: Um, you know, the deep corners of the internet and the idiots like uh, J D from New York, which man, if this wasn't SummerSlam week, I'd have such a thing to get into swampy talk from that asshole. But it's SummerSlam week and we just got too much to talk about. But <laughs> I remember, saw one of the most
2: You remember I Pike? saw one of
1: the most disgusting threads from this piece of shit uh, and his fan base. Uh, this week, talking about Charlotte, your your queen, Mike, and, mm. and how Vince forces all his women to get plastic surgery.
2: That's true, you know, man. Because, Everybody knows because
1: that. Appara- because apparently, none of these females, you know, can make decisions for themselves, and, you know, they have hey. to do it so they can look a certain way, according to these people.
2: It's a well-known fact, man. Everybody knows that. <laughs>
1: So, uh, another thing was, that they did, Mike, was they also, like, I'm going to use air quotes on radio. So, you know, they pushed the uh, Alistair black Sea Zayn match from SummerSlam to SmackDown. Uh, another, uh, another thing, a uh, reason I don't have a problem with this, because the SummerSlam card is huge right now. And if we can do this early and then further the story down the road or however you want to do it, like, this wasn't something that had a lot of build. It didn't have a lot of stakes to it. And it was a fun match for SmackDown, man. It was really good. Aleister Black, they're really... As much as we were maybe concerned about this whole sitting in a room and talking thing after it went kept going on and on, he's looking like a... He's looking like a destroyer in his matches, especially when he hits that black mass And I'm down for it, and I'm up for all of it. I think it was a good idea to be like, here's a here's a preview of something you could, you know, a, a style of match you could see on SummerSlam, because we've got all singles matches, guys, and this is what it's going to be. And I, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed seeing it on Tuesday, and I don't have a problem with it not being on the SummerSlam card.
2: I also don't have a problem with it. Um, it's a pretty stacked card, as is. This match, like you said, not a lot of build-up to it. Might as well just knock it out on a... a a good match for i'll be honest i've enjoyed alistair black's work on the main roster thus far i was really yeah. excited for this match i was really excited that it was going to be on tuesday and um i'll be honest i, I the match itself was just kind of average to me yeah it, it was I expected, a good tv match I expected like... the two of them to have like a real good match uh i thought black was a bit sloppy He just seemed Uh, off. Everybody has a bad night. You know what I'm saying? Like he just seemed a bit off to me. So, um, I'd like to see them continue this because I think these two could put together some real stellar stuff. Uh, And not that it was a bad match, man. It was just average. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was expecting more from them.
1: I'm also going to say this on what you said. I think a lot of the stars this week look kind of sloppy. Um, There were a lot of miscues this week. Now, as we've discussed before, I don't generally mind that. I don't think everything should look flawless because it's supposed to be a simulated real fight, not a simulated choreographed fight. Uh, So when things like that happen, it's it's fine with me as long as it's not egregiously bad. And they I don't want to see them fix the errors in a way that makes it look fake. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I get you.
1: So when stuff happens, stuff happens. Uh, that said, um, I think maybe everyone's kind of looking forward to this weekend and trying to put all their eggs in that one basket and maybe, maybe looking ahead to what's next and maybe that caused some of the sloppiness. But either way, good match between these two. Uh, if they extend this program, I could see them getting better. And I would assume that if they are extending the program, that might be why we had a good TV match and not a pay-per-view quality a match between these two. Because Sami Zayn can certainly go. We've seen him with Nakamura and NXT, unreal match. So I kind of I kind of expected the same thing. I think that's probably where you were going with this too, between uh, Black and Zayn. And
2: yeah.
1: I'm not saying we couldn't see that down the road.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll see maybe another match or two out of them. So. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. we see something yep. really good.
1: Yep, me too, me too. Now we also Mike got maybe an answer, but probably not to the who done it question, Mike. Who knocked, who who drove the forklift, who uh who then drove the car on Monday night. Rock? Uh we 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 got a we got a Buddy Murphy sighting, for one, on SmackDown Live, uh, getting accosted by Roman Reigns, uh, held against the wall and asked to asked to give his uh, take on who did it because Roman saw him at the scene of the forklift incident and said if he didn't do it, he saw who did. Uh, he said he didn't see anything. Then when Roman had him kind of pinned up against the wall, uh, he gave the name Rowan. And Rowan and Daniel Bryan just happened to be in the ring after their match and didn't really get much of a reaction. I don't know if you saw it, Mike, but they then did a WWE.com exclusive that went out on social media where Bryan and Rowan were walking down the hall. The interviewer go to ask Rowan about his involvement in the Roman Reigns incidents and Bryan cuts him off and says, this is exactly what the media does. They take something that they have little facts about, they twist it, and they put put it to how they want to spin it. it. It was classic uh, heel Daniel Bryan promo work. He's, he's one of my favorites right now, man. And he literally did such a good job that I thought, well, I don't think Rowan actually did this now. <laughs> so... I I mean, we kind of thought, well, they're just going to wrap this up real quick. And now I actually think they're going to drag the story out, which I I honestly am excited for. I don't want this to end yet because as cheesy as some of the uh, some of the production has been, I'm kind of starting to think that's on purpose to get people talking. And I'm thinking that this could go somewhere very interesting. There's a lot more options in Rowan and Brian. And I think putting some red herrings in there, which they did with Murphy. Remember, Murphy was seen on screen by some eagle-eyed viewers the week that the forklift incident actually happened. So, I have a feeling they're doing a lot of things on purpose to completely throw us off of who it actually is.
2: I think... uh, I think... (laughs) At SummerSlam, Roman finds some kind of video. Okay. Shows Daniel Bryan doing it. He goes out to the ring, calls him out, and they have a match.
1: You think it's that quick and we have no build? I'll be disappointed if that's what happens.
2: Yep, I think that's it.
1: Because I don't think, like, I think, man, it it just seems like that would be a waste, especially when you drag Samoa Joe into it. It's definitely possible. I just think, and, you know, as we record this on a Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, there's definitely time. Uh, for the next two, three days for something to develop, you know, online, which they like to do, and I praise them for, right? So, I mean, there's potential. I hope this is something that keeps going. I hope more things keep happening to Roman, <laughs> And that now, it, it like, I hope things happen where it can be clearly seen that it's not Brian and Rowan, like they're somewhere else, you know what I mean? And we just keep kind of throwing all these names out there. I actually think if Roman has a match at SummerSlam, it might be Buddy Murphy.
2: I stand by my prediction.
1: Okay, okay. That's fair. I'll give you that. All right, Mike. Let's... Oh, you know, I'm gonna, before we even get into it, I want to get into NXT, Mike. I know you got the cards ready. Uh, we're going to go over these. But right before we get into that, it almost seems like you're in a better place this week with WWE. Am I just misreading you? Or is it just the SummerSlam uh, excitement?
2: Um... I don't know, man. I just haven't watched the stuff that I'm not interested in.
1: Oh, you took a little bit of my advice.
2: Yeah, like look, okay. And you
1: got and you got Doc Gallo's face paint. I know that did it for you too.
2: Yeah, I did like that. Um, <laughs> I I, wish that. I really did enjoy that. Um, honestly, man, like I have never liked the 24/7 title. It has nothing uh-huh. to do with the 24/7 title. I never liked the 24-7 rule with the hardcore title. I, I fucking hate okay. it. I okay. I hate it. It was consistently okay. my least favorite part of Raw at the time. And so okay. when they brought this title back, it, it's – this title's been, like, a big deal for me, man. Like, low-key, like, like, I didn't really notice how much this title ruins the fucking show for me. Okay. Because most of the people involved with it, I don't even – like, I've never been an R-Truth fan. I'm not, I'm not a comedy character fan. Like, I don't like Santino Morella. Shit like that. Like, I'm not a comedy... I, I get it. ...wrestling guy. and So, that's part of the reason why I like New Japan. Because while there are some, like, people that are played to comedic effect, uh, for the most part, the shit's taken pretty serious. So, anyway, I, I don't care for that. And a lot of the 24-7 title is like that wrestling comedy fuckery. And it's not for me. And when you're seeing that like basically once every half hour I didn't realize how much that just beat the shit out of me watching this show. I really didn't, man. Like that just just cutting that out alone was like changed changed a lot for me. So Well oh, there you go. I'm glad that, that and worked for you. I've like specifically stayed away from like trolling wrestling comments comment sessions yeah, and like social yeah. media because like i like to troll um every now and again when i get bored so me too not doing that has helped but i'll be honest man just not uh, excuse me just not like watching the things that i don't actively care about has helped a lot
1: that's awesome man it's like it's like uh it's almost
2: like I kind of knew what I'm talking about, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and All honestly, right, it was a quality. It was like mostly quality wrestling this week too. Yeah, it really. Like was, I've got again. my complaints, been- man. Again, like like the, the Aleister Black Sami Zay match. Like I've got complaints. I can complain about man, but like whatever, you know.
1: But if you can, but if you can eliminate the things that you really, really don't like, and take in the other things that you think you may like, and it's at least, you know, it's at like, least entertaining.
2: Look, I'll tell you this: if the Roman shit plays out like I predicted, I'm gonna rip this shit a new asshole next week. Okay.
1: Right. I understand that. Uh, I, I will. I will okay. like it either. I'm trust gonna
2: me. fucking go to Pound Town on them next week over here. <laughs> I don't want it to play out like this, but like you know,
1: yeah, I don't either. I want this to keep going. And what are we, have, what are we building this, this up
2: to? Night of Champions, like this is the second biggest show of the year. It just seems to right. me this is where you want your big, like your your guy, to be. Yeah, on. I get what you're
1: saying, but if you want to keep the story going, and I mean, remember, Roman technically is a SmackDown guy. We're hearing that this wild card uh, stuff is going to wrap up soon, sooner rather than later. So if Roman stays on SmackDown, they don't do a draft and shift him, then it's you know it could be a good storyline headed into that box move. You know what I mean? If, if it's if it's heating up,
2: if it's heating up,
1: if it's heating up, and they don't cool it down uh, the Sunday, so let's do this NXT Takeover Toronto, Mike. Let's uh, go over the card. Let's go over our predictions and uh, just talk about whatever we need to talk about.
2: All right. Well, to start things off, we've actually got a uh, grudge match preview match. I don't. It says on the car. Well, no, never mind. I take that back. This is a grudge match. This, I take that back. They've got this word of death. weird the way I'm looking at it, uh, the page. Yeah, the half. Um, I, I this is why you just at? this uh fucking ringside news, man. Uh, this is my fault. Yep. Um. All right. It's all right. It's okay. We'll Hold on. Um. Give me two <laughs> seconds. We're now on WWE.com. Okay. <laughs> Rudge match Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Yes. Um. Honestly, I feel like I feel like Candice LeRae is probably getting this win. You think so? Yeah, I really do. I, I
1: I think it's gonna be Io. Uh, because I just think they've invested a lot in her heel turn,
0: and.
1: I think it would take a little bit of a venom out of her if she loses. I don't think that they've done enough with Candace LeRae to... For them to worry about her taking a loss, I think it actually benefits uh, Shirai more.
2: Probably. I um, think LeRae needs the win. If they're trying to validate her at all.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. You're right. But I'm still going to go with Shirai for the win on this one.
2: Fair. Uh, cause, NX-
1: cause, cause, because, let's not forget, Candice LeRae is married to Johnny Gargano, who really made his NXT career by losing at first, right?
2: That's true, he really was a loser so, at first for a while. We, we,
1: could, we could do a, a, a mirror of that, especially with a quote-unquote monster heel. Anyway, NXT, my, that's my pick.
2: NXT Tag Team Championship. The Street Profits defending against... Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, yep. Who you got, I, Mike? I have a.
1: I well, you're gonna see a trend with this one, Mike. Undisputed Era.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the Street Profits because for the last year I've been predicting Undisputed Era wins these tag team championships,
1: than <laughs> that, and you're not going to, and that's exactly why they are.
2: And I've been wrong, so... Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, either what's going to happen now is I'm going to be right, or they're going to win, and that's e- e- cool also.
1: <laughs> I know, I get it. I totally get it. I get it.
2: <laughs> um, North American... NXT North American Championship triple threat match. The Velveteen Dream defends against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong.
1: Yeah, buddy.
2: I'm guessing you're going with Rodrick Strong.
1: Uh, uh, you're going to see this trend, aren't you, before I even yeah, go any I further? Yeah, I see it happening. Yep. Roddy Strong, uh, North American champion, I predict it. He's going to pin Pete Dunne for this title.
2: I actually agree with you on this. I, part of me wanted to go with Pete Dunne initially, but... Um... Look, like, I know. I know, I cracked that joke. A while back. <laughs> are,
1: are you not going to get ready to eat some words, are you, Mike?
2: But they've done a lot of work
1: <laughs>
2: since the last NXT takeover. With Roddy? To make Roderick Strong <laughs> more than just the fourth guy in the Undisputed Era. Yep. And I Man. think that he probably, it might be time for him to take this match. But hey, man, at the time, my words were solid, okay?
1: I mean, I I kind of disputed your words, so I think the new theme of this episode is Mike's Sprite a lot.
2: No way, Mike. man. I was right then. I was right then. It doesn't take away my rightness at the time. They just put in work since then.
1: Yeah, I think they were putting that work in for a while. Mm. Uh Maybe I just saw it before you. It's okay.
2: Agree to disagree. It's okay. okay. NXT Women's Championship match. (laughs) Shayna Baszler defending against uh, Mia Yim. Uh, Baszler's going to destroy this chick.
1: I would think so. Um, I've seen some speculation uh, from some sources I don't necessarily uh, get into or you know, back, if that makes sense. Um, uh, so, you know, that being said, I'm going to disagree with some of the very lowest low dirt sheet rumors that Baszler's losing and moving up to the main roster, because we've been hearing that, like, every takeover. Uh, and I'm going to say that it makes the most sense for Baszler to just, you know, continue her dominance. And also... I love her as NXT Women's Champion, so Baszler, all the way.
2: Baszler wrecks this chick.
1: Yep, yep. There, there's no reason right now for her to come to the main roster.
2: Baszler, right? wouldn't you is, agree? Baszler's right going to wreck this chick and then take her mother out for a nice chicken dinner and never <laughs> call her again.
1: Uh, yep, yep, I agree. Yeah,
2: no, there's no reason for her to be on the main roster right now. None. No, no, None. no,
1: there's, no one, None. there's no one for it's her to face. It's overcrowded. They it, don't know
2: what the fuck they're doing half the time with they, it. Yeah,
1: I think the women's main roster needs a little bit of a reset. I think we're going to see that. I think some things are going to be shifted around. I think we're going to see some focus shifted around. I don't think Baszler needs in that mix right now.
2: Nah, I don't. I don't think so. I totally agree with you on that. That's a really good call. Um, NXT Championship, two out of three falls match with special oh, stipulations. Yeah. Um, it's like three
1: stages of hell matches. It
2: yeah, not? it's a. Um, I believe it doesn't say right here. WWE.com. It does not even say. This is no shit. What the
1: stipulations are? I'm
2: literally on, on WWE.com right now. Uh, they don't have what the stipulations are. I, bel- <sighs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go ahead and say, just for the fuck of it, just for the fuck of it, one of them is... um. One of them is a Leaning Tower of Pisa match.
1: I don't think that's it, but okay.
2: Um, One of them is a Judy Bagwell on a pool match. I hope so. I really think someone needs to bring that match type back. I'll be honest. I would love for them on like a WWE game just to get her rights. Just... I... <laughs> can I, can it would I, be the, a I would, It'd be like, what type of gameplay are we playing? Judy Bagwell on a pool, goddammit. You know what type of gameplay we're playing.
1: I just love... On 83 weeks, anytime Conrad Thompson brings up Judy Bagwell, because she's involved in a match, and you just hear, you can literally hear Eric Bischoff's soul die a little bit inside every time. Oh, every time.
2: (laughs) Every time. She was the WC, she was a WCW tag team champion.
1: Yep, that is true.
2: (laughs) So, so what do we got? We got uh, the Leaning Tower Pisa match. GD Bagwell in a pole match. A pole. And, um, uh, Braun Panties, I believe the final one is. Whew,
1: I love it. I hope we see all three.
2: Yeah, I, Adam Cole's winning, right?
1: Yeah, and we are going to see all three. I mean, it only makes sense. We're, we're going to see three falls. Uh, I'd say it's probably going to be Cole getting the first one, Gargano getting the second one, and Cole getting the third, and remaining the NXT champion. Uh, Gargano's, I think Gargano will get this title again uh, eventually, assuming they don't move him up or move him to 205, which is also a possibility. But uh, I think, man, they've had Undisputed Era there for such a long time, it feels like anyway. And I think it's their time now to be that dominant faction that we all kind of wanted them to be from the get-go, and I'm not saying that they weren't dominant, but to see every member having a title around their waist would be something pretty impressive, in my opinion. Um, I know that technically the OC and the New Day have that going right now on the main roster, but this is different, man. This is four men. These are a tag team and two individuals holding every title in the company. I think that, you know, every men's title in the company. I think that would be pretty damn impressive, and I think, like, the visual of it, in all honesty, is something that I think would be impressive. And even if it's for a short time, I think they're going to do it, man. It makes sense, doesn't it?
2: Uh, Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it would be, I mean, like, I really do. I think it would be, like you said, it makes for an impressive visual. Um, this company has been without a dominant faction for a long time. For a
1: long time, yep.
2: And, and I love being a dominant point. faction.
1: Yeah, I I do too. And let me say this. We'll wrap up the NXT talk here. But doesn't, if they all, if every member of this faction has a title, a championship title in NXT, does it or does it not add a ton of credibility to all four of those dudes for their future and for, you know, any main roster call-ups that may come in the future for these guys?
2: Yeah, especially if they come up as a unit.
1: Yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, NXT takeover certainly looks to be. I mean, it's going to be stellar. It, they always are, and this card's stacked. Uh, they they keep a, They keep it a smaller card, but it's more concise, and you know you all miss, you you get every title and usually a grudge match in there. Um, I'm all for this lineup. I think it's going to be a, a, you know, it almost always steals the weekend, doesn't it? And I think we might be in for a few surprises here and there. I don't know if they've got any signees they're going to be putting in the crowd or not. It's going to be interesting. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be one of those shows we talk about for a while, man. I really do think that
2: Uh, it certainly has the potential to be, um, as far as surprises, you know, it's always cool when they have like a new signee in the crowd. So that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I know there's there's lots of talk. I know LAX is in talks or were in talks with both WWE and AEW, at least if that's what you if that's what you believe you you read and hear and see. So it, it could be interesting. Um, I know there's a lot of people that think that's who the mystery partner for Jericho will be when they have their. Uh, that's a television debut, right? Yeah. So I mean, that's a good possibility too. But hey, you never know. It could be interesting to see how this weekend an NXT card plays out. Um, either way, it's going to be stellar. What's your pick for match of the night, Mike?
2: Oh, a championship match, man. A championship. There's no question about it. It's a championship match.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think every match is going to be. Every match has potential to be match of the night, but Gargano and Cole just put in some amazing work, and having this match set up the way it's set up with the Judy Bagwell and a pole match and everything else involved is going to be fantastic.
2: Yes. This this match has, like, it this like, match of the year potential.
1: <laughs> it certainly does. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to once again throw to our good friends Boris and Bart with their super short report, and when we come back, we're going to get into the main, uh, the main event for this weekend, uh, the SummerSlam card, the uh, the SummerSlam singles match supercard. Hang tight, we will be right back.
0: Hey, Mike show, thanks for having us. It's Boris and Bart with a super short report. That's right, and Summerslam is right around the corner. Boris, what match are you most looking forward to? Well, uh, let me think about that for a minute. What, Boris? I told you to have this information ready. All right, shut your mouth to not ever rush me again. All right, let me think. I decide to change my mind at the last minute. Oh, God, what's going on? I say the Rashetti and the AJ Styles. No, Boris, you know that's my pick. Let's shut your mouth. I picked the AJ Styles and the Rashetti. That's right, that's the match I want to see. Oh, my gosh. I knew that you were going to do something like that. <sighs> I think that that's going to be the best match in SummerSlam as well. I think it's going to. It has the potential to steal the show. That's what I was going to say. It's very right. It could steal the show. It's going to be very right. All right. Well, what match are you not looking forward to then? Well, let me think about that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to do mine first, so you can't steal mine. How's that? All right, fine. You go, you jerk. All right, well, my match that I'm not looking forward to is Bailey versus em- Ember Moon. That's right. That is mine. Oh, you're such a jerk. Boris, come on, please. Just let me have this one, all right? All right, fine. You go ahead. You do it, you sniveling jerk. That's fine. All right, but, uh, so I think that Bailey versus Ember Moon just didn't have any time to develop, you know? It really didn't get a story. It's kind of lame. I think it's because Bailey the boring Bailey. Dude, stop it. Don't be mean to Bailey. Alright, I say it's boring. It's not my fault. She comes out with those balloons, those same insane balloons. What? That's right, the balloons that look like samizane. Oh my gosh, dude, that's not nice either. They do, they dance around like a jerk, like a samazine. Dude, don't call people jerks! That's too bad. He is a jerk. He dances around like a balloon. That is better no good. Oh my gosh. Well anyways, Mike's on my. think you're having a some part. And I am Boris Have a good today. Slightly transformed. just a bit of a break all
1: right Mike it's that time it's time, time to talk WWE summerslam and uh, the weekend that it will be so I'll let you continue uh running down these cars we'll uh, we'll give our picks and if there's anything we need to you know kind of expand on we can do that
2: okay um real fast Could you imagine just like one episode of raw? Like, every match was a Judy Bagwell and a pool match. Poor Judy just had to keep, like, climbing back up on that pool, getting raised back up on it, and it was like... You could tell by the end of the episode she was just real tired. She was just like... uh, But, like, every match they had to, like, bring her down and, like... Every match, she had to go back up, and every match was a Judy Bagwell on a pool match. That could just be like it, a theme night. They should try theme night. It could nights. be interesting. I would bet yeah. a Judy Bagwell on a pool theme night would do decent numbers. It very well could. I would watch very well every could. single... They could make her 24-7 champion.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's also true.
2: So Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin, huh? For yeah. The Cruiserweight Championship. That's a match that's yeah, happening. Yeah, how about that? Oni Lorcan. That's, yep. a, that's a name. That's a dude's name. Oni <laughs> Lorcan. Oni Lorcan, I believe, is the one that looks like an alien. <laughs> yeah, I guess sure. you could say that. But I'm not sure. You could say but that. Both them dudes look funny. One looks funny <laughs> like an alien. You know who I'm talking about is uh, Oni Lorcan's tag team partner. Hell of a fucking tag team. Yeah. both great wrestlers. Just funny looking guys. Um, they, they are, they are. I know you're probably listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, what the fuck do you look like? I'm fucking gorgeous. Um, just he is, he is, real, he is. I'm, I'm a very attractive man. Um, like legit, <laughs> like like if I put on like I'm real skinny though, so like legit if I put on like 15 pounds of muscle, I could steal someone's wife probably. But like. <laughs> I could probably do it without putting on Like, I'm beautiful. Like, it's no shit. Like, I'm very attractive. So, uh, I'm not beautiful. I'm not going to go that far. Like, I'm not that full of myself. But, you know, I'm an attractive man. I'm just saying. Guys, I also don't think this highly of myself. Like, I should probably stress that. I don't really do that character anymore. You know? Like, I used to be a character on here, guys. uh, That was like... I, I, it's funny, I was thinking about this the other day, about, like, how I'm glad I don't have to be a character anymore, because we used to have, like, (laughs) characters of ourselves, and we had, like, like, nicknames and handles and shit, and, you know, um, we don't do that anymore, but my character was, like, it's tiring sometimes, so, like, I'm glad, but now like I feel I have to like stress because now I'm like, well shit, man. We've been doing this for two years. Maybe people listening to this now weren't listening to this like fucking a year ago. Well, probably wasn't even <laughs> in character a year ago. Like a year and a half ago, when I was in character and all this started, and you just knew it was like a joke. Um, <laughs> like I'm good looking, but like I'm not that good looking. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm like a seven. Or something like that. You know, maybe. I, I But I, it's going a little far, I think. But anyway, if five's average, that's, you know, that's better than most of y'all listening right now. <laughs> so, um, uh. so, Drew Gulak, huh? He's not losing the only fucking Lorcan. I,
1: I don't think so. I'm going to take Gulak. I, I mean, we thought... Ah, uh, Tony Nese was going to win it back, and he didn't, so I don't That's think we're true. taking this off of Gulak That's anytime true. soon.
2: I said Oni fucking Lorkin, like I had disgust for him. I like Oni Lorkin. I'm an Oni Lorcan fan, but he's not winning this <laughs> belt. Um, This is how stacked this card is, right? So this is the next match listed. Just so you get an idea how stacked this card is, this is the second fucking match listed. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> It seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Um, so, like... It's Goldberg's wedded, right? Um, poor uh, fucking yeah. Golf Ziggler. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, is it, though? Yeah. I mean, to yeah. be fair... Yeah,
2: no, it fucking is, man. No, it fucking is. For him, but it this is. this
1: guy... For him, let it me, is. Let me say this. Let me say this. This dude... I actually was just... You yeah, know, we've been going through, like, this hiring craze at my work... And I'm a trainer, so I get people for six weeks. And, you know, I've been training people for the last year, like, nonstop, okay? And I'm always like, man, I just hope I get one dude that's a pro wrestling fan so I have something to talk about while we're working, right? And never, 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 never. And then finally, while I'm on vacation, a new guy starts and someone else has him, and I find out he's a flipping wrestling fan. I'm like, ah, of course, of course he's with someone else. So, he's been talking my ear off now that he found out I do a podcast, you know what I mean? And I just was talking to him yesterday, and he's like, I think they're going to put Dolph over. I'm th- I'm like, I actually said, I, was like, I don't think you really are thinking that through, man. And he's like, doesn't he deserve it? And I was like, listen, Dolph isn't the person that needs to beat Goldberg on his way out. I'm like, he's not the young talent that we want to put over here in this situation. Um... I really enjoy Dolph. I really enjoyed Dolph's work. I, I'm just... He's not who's going to beat Goldberg. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you
2: and, mean. And,
1: and I don't want to say that he doesn't deserve, like, a big notch on his belt. But, like... How I want to say this? Dolph's clearly okay with his position in this company. Because he's a dude that constantly... Like... He does he does stand up man and and he's like had a long career I know he's not like he's not someone who's just got to be there cuz he absolutely needs this paycheck like he could go do something else he's got probably enough money in a bank to not do anything else or wrestle but bro he's he, still there He could
2: have been new japan cha- like heavyweight champion yeah, like yeah. 4 years ago I
1: I think he I think they let him take the time he wants when he wants to take it and they spotlight him when they can, and they use him to the best of their ability with someone that they don't feel is... Like, you know, you say you got the curse of Dolph Ziggler. He's an amazing worker, and he makes anybody he's in the ring with look like a million bucks because he sells his ass off. And sometimes that's bad because you get that moniker or, or that, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? You get that... Uh, reputation I guess of being you know the guy who sells his ass off and then you get put in positions to make everybody else look good uh is it best for your like championship career no but it will keep you in a job and keep you getting paid probably very well and doing what you like to do and it's pretty clear that Dolph Ziggler's okay with that
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, look, guys, he's had plenty of opportunities to leave. If he wasn't happy, he could have done it a long time ago.
1: So, you know, if they come to you and say, hey, Dolph, you know, you've been putting people over forever. We're going to have you put a legend over. And by the way, it's Goldberg. You're probably, in one way, shape, or form, going to think, well, hell, you know? If there's one, one legend that I wouldn't mind putting over... It's one of the best, you know, I'm not a Goldberg fan, but to be fair, like, when it comes to Legends of Pro Wrestling, he's a legend, man. Like, love him or hate him. Like, what he did or what they did with that character for WCW was pretty damn amazing. So, to be able to be someone on Goldberg's list, I think that's a pretty big deal for uh, anyone, especially Dolph Stigler.
2: Look, if it was good enough for like everyone else that he's ever beat <laughs> right That's good enough brock lesnar <laughs> yeah yep yep well i agree all right on to the next match hey man like it's the end of this podcast remind <laughs> me to send you the picture that just got like randomly sent to me in a text message while I was holding my phone.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm going to okay. send it
2: to you now, okay? So you okay. can so you can get it and then we can like while we while we are Yeah, while we're and on then air. we can like discuss it <laughs> on air a little bit maybe, or I could just like get your reaction. I really don't want to talk about it on air. Like you'll know why when you see it. But like Oh I my just... god. <laughs>
1: I, I I I I have no comment, Mike.
2: <laughs> it's, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. If you want to know what the picture is, um, find me on our Facebook page and like, send me a message. You'll know who I am and send me a message <laughs> and be oh, like, oh
1: dear lord, be like,
2: bro, I need to see the picture, okay? Um, you
1: don't need to see the picture
2: it's amazing it's like the best it's um, it's a meme uh but it's outstandingly um disturbing and gross and and like i not, wish
1: i had never seen it oh
2: it's fucking awesome um so uh yeah so if you want to see it like figure out how to get a hold of me or whatever you know like i'm not gonna go out of my way to help you there, see there's it. definitely Let ways me. yeah like find me and uh you know Uh, I'll send it to you. Um, (laughs) uh, That was good. Next match on the docket. (laughs) Trish Stratus making her return. For what she says is her final match. Her final match. Versus Charlotte Flair. The Queen. Um. By the way, Mike. Uh just to call back to our predictions. Mhm. Uh-huh. For earlier in the year. Mhm. Uh-huh. I said that by the end of the year Charlotte would be a double digit champion. You did? Uh so she only needs to win one more. I believe So, you know, looking pretty good for me on that one. I'm going to do some research on that while we discuss this. But Trish, versus sure, what do you think?
1: I mean, you know, like, there wasn't a lot of build, but I think with the time that they've taken to build this, they've done a decent job. Uh, Trish is, of her era of wrestling, one of the best there is. Um For that era. And I'm not, you know, I've heard a lot of praise for her. Uh, I'm a big Trish fan. And I don't think that she's on the level athletically of anyone on the roster right now. That being said, uh, for the women that she was on the roster with, especially in the early attitude era, uh, she stood out. And I think that, I think that a lot of these women aren't in the business right now, if not for a Trish or Alita, right? So, I think this is kind of, this is a time for them to honor the past and move forward to the future, and I think that that's what this is, exactly what this is going to be. They're going to let Trish shine a little bit, but they're going to show you just how much of a star the current women, especially with Charlotte Flair as the quote-unquote leader of this evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it, and it's going to be kind of that. I, I, I hate to say that torch passing moment because I think we're already beyond that but I, I think that's kind of what this is it, it's it's the closing of the chapter on the uh, the attitude era slash diva section time of Pro wrestling in WWE
2: Trish is an icon right mm-hmm. she yeah is, totally um, a Hall of famer she mm-hmm. everything about Trish. Is the positive that people say is true. But, much like AJ Lee, <laughs> Trish was an above average wrestler when that was all you had to be to stand out amongst the other women, right?
1: Yep. Yep, and I agree.
2: Realistically, neither of them really could hold much of a candle to the top eight females on the main roster right now. Yep. It's the reality of it. It's just the reality of it. Um but Trish was a good competitor. She worked very hard, clearly, to improve. Uh-huh. She never stopped uh-huh. improving, and her original run on the main roster, not once, never stopped improving. Um, yep, I think that's key too. That is key. She clearly put in the work. Um, I, I'm a Trish fan, um, and I don't want to say like I've taken away from her. It's just, shit, man. The dudes from the fucking, it, it, most of the guys from the '90s, don't hold a candle to most of the guys on the main roster today right Mm Mm-hmm. athletically and i'm speaking strictly athletically here i don't want to make that clear i want to make that clear this is strictly in ring character wise trish and aj both would still work today right i just yep um in ring they were it was a different time it was a different time charlotte wins
1: yep Yep, oh, and by the way, I did pull it up while you were talking. I did
2: too, nine times.
1: Yeah, yeah, ten if you include NXT, but uh, main roster nine times. One-time Divas, four-time Raw, four-time SmackDown, so she's
2: getting there. So I only need one more to be right on that prediction.
1: Yep, yep, she, and it's going to come.
2: All right, go ahead, Mike. AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. (sighs) I think AJ needs to keep it. Yeah, say They need to put, uh, excuse me, they need to put a little (laughs) bit of work into that uh, U.S. title and he's the guy to do it. Yep, yep. And I don't, I'm not saying Ricochet couldn't,
1: and I don't think this is, like, don't worry guys. We're not going to bury Ricochet. Ricochet is going to shine in this match. I'm sure the OC gets involved, again, causing Ricochet to lose. And we'll probably move on from this feud after this, I would think. Um, you can agree or disagree with that, but I think AJ, AJ, AJ's AJ, been one of the best U.S. champions they've had in this company in a long time when he had it on SmackDown, and I think they're going to continue that trend. Uh, I think we're going to try to elevate these mid-card titles a little bit, especially with both Heyman and uh, Bischoff supposedly having some control on either show, and I think this is kind of the start of it. And I think Ricochet will be just fine. He'll probably move into some other feuds and eventually work his way back to one of these titles.
2: Yeah, I agree with that pretty much. Pretty much, for the most part. I don't have anything to add. Um, you're right, AJ has been one of the best US champions they've had for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to add to that. That was very well put. Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Oh, have oh we I can't had, wait. Have we had... <laughs> like, we still don't know if we're getting the Demon, do we? I mean, he's not listed
1: as the Demon, I'm going to say... See... I don't think the, it's the Demon. The, the, the informed the informed, quote-unquote wrestling podcaster uh, wants to say, well, clearly they would have advertised the Demon. Uh, then the like, fan in me wants to say, no, they're just not telling us so we don't know and it's a surprise. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know, but I'm going to say, no, we get regular Finn because the Demon's going to be later. And... This is about Bray. It's not about this is about Bray the Fiend, not about the demon. So we don't want to take any shine off of Bray Wyatt or the Fiend with a demon entrance or any of that because this is going to be Bray's first entrance. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if he actually has a theme song he walks down to the ring to, or if he just appears like he's been doing. I don't know any of this. So
2: yeah, this is unveiling.
1: Yeah, I think it would almost be a disservice to Bray Wyatt to have the demon possibly outshine him. Uh, I think once we see see all the bells and whistles of this Fiend character for the first time, and you want to do the demon later when Finn Balor comes back, I think that might actually make more sense. So I actually think I've turned the corner, even maybe just talking right now, on the fact that this sh- really should just be Finn Balor.
2: Yeah, I think you convinced me too.
1: Um, I'm so excited for this, and I yeah. also am excited that we've seen the Mandible Claw twice now from Bray Wyatt, not just yep. against McFoley. And, and, again. and, and let me throw this one into the world, Mike. Kurt Angle can still take bumps. So, this wasn't like I understood McFoley can't take a bump, but he certainly can take the Mandible Claw with Bray Wyatt gently laying him down onto the ground. Uh Kurt Angle can take bumps. He just stopped taking bumps. So there's no reason he couldn't have took a sister Abigail, in my estimation. And they still use the mandible claw, and I am all for this.
2: Yeah, I'm stoked that he's using this as a move. Like when he did it, yep. I was just like, Yes. Yep. Yes, yep. I want it so much. Um <laughs> This probably is what I'm most looking forward to on this card, just because, um, as you mentioned, we're going to see his entrance for the first time, and it's all the bells and whistles. I- I'm very yep. curious about what it all looks like, the the whole package. So, yep. um, I- I'm probably very, like, this is definitely what I'm looking forward to the most.
1: Yep, and we're both, I, I-, I can make both our predictions as a fiend all the way. Mm-hmm definitely.
2: Um, (laughs) Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Uh, KO, right? Like, Obviously.
1: I don't know. I mean, and the stipulation, if you're not aware, guys, is if Kevin Owens loses, he's going to quit. He, on SmackDown this week, offered or issued a challenge to Shane and stipulating the same thing on his end, and Shane refused, and then proceeded to have Elias come out and help him kick uh, uh, Kevin Owens' ass. Uh, man, Shane was... Did you see that, Mike? Yeah. I'm watching it, and my wife just happened to be sitting there, and she's like, I think Shane's really punching him. I was like, I guarantee you
2: Shane's he really punching into him. into it.
1: <laughs> because KO probably said, Shane, I don't want those shitty-ass punches that you throw to look shitty, so just, just do what you got to do. He does uh, throw shitty punches. <laughs> I've heard you know, I mean, I know you've heard the same, we listen to the same stuff that they either look like crap or he just connects. <laughs> yeah. Um, sums it up. Uh, I don't know, man, this is probably for me the hardest match to predict because I mean, let's just pull the curtain back. If anyone's worried, Kevin Owens, even if he loses, he's not leaving WWE guys. He, it, this is all story. Uh, you you sometimes think when you hear well a loser leaves that they're either you either know depending on that character and the way they're built that they're absolutely going to lose and because their contract's expired or they're absolutely going to lose because they're you can see them doing something else storyline wise with them or they're absolutely going to win because you know they don't want that person off TV. KO just came back from a long layoff so I don't see him losing and being off TV for a long time. That doesn't mean he can't lose and just immediately show up uh, on Raw as Mister America or something. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's true. I just don't or El Generico
1: losing. too, which would be hilarious, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. This is a hard pick. Here's what I want: I want Shane to lose. I hate the fantasy book, but I'm going to. I want Shane to lose, and I want him to blame Drew McIntyre. I want... And I want Drew, and I don't necessarily mean to turn face, but I want that to lead to Drew just destroying Shane McMahon. Because if they were to turn McIntyre face, what better way to do it than to have him destroy the biggest heel in the company, right?
2: Yeah, that, that would be... That's one way to go about it. I mean, and he's not on this card, so he's likely going to be involved in this.
1: Yeah, I would think so. So,
2: I, just because I
1: want that to happen, I'm going to go with KO.
2: I'm going with KO. Um, I would like to see Vince, if we're doing this fantasy booking, I'd like mm-hmm. to see Vince come out and be like, <laughs> you know, Shane, I liked Kevin's idea. <laughs> Put you your know, career on the line, yeah, too. Yeah, because, you know, it's so Vince. Mm-hmm. Prove yourself. Prove yourself to me. It is. It really is. And then how Shane lose. Yeah. So, um, sounds like we're both in agreement of Kevin Owens.
1: Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll do it. All I'll, right. I'll go
2: with it. SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley defending against Ember Moon. Who you got? Because I still need like a, a hot thirty seconds to think about this. Um, I mean, it's not Ember Moon.
1: Unless It's boss time.
2: I don't know man, like my heart is like Now's the time for Ember Moon to like do it, guys, make her star, but it's like It's like it's just not working, you know. I could see I'm going to make
1: a prediction and say... And I don't that, think
2: it's her fault or anyone's fault, right? But it's just... Yeah. it's just doesn't seem uh, to be connecting. Let me,
1: throw, let me throw this out there. Between Sunday and Tuesday, we're going to see Sasha Banks at some point. That's my prediction, okay? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be Monday. I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday. But it's going to be one of those days. So let me just throw that wide net out there. Uh... I think the obvious thing is to have her be interacting with Bailey in one way shape or form. And I don't know if Sasha's going to be on Raw or SmackDown when she comes back because she missed all of that shakeup. But I have to just kind of I have to think that it would be stupid to not have her involved with Bailey in some way shape or form. So I think she either costs Bailey the match, or she turns on Bailey following her win, either Sunday night or through the week. And I, I still gotta say Bailey keeps this title.
2: I think Bailey keeps this title, but I think you're um, wrong ab- about. Her having to interact with Bailey, I think the best thing they could do for both of them is keep them as far apart as possible for a little bit.
1: You might be right. I'm looking at it as to wrap up loose ends, and I'm looking at it as they could do, especially if they're wrapping up this wildcard thing and Sasha stays on Raw, they could do one. This could be like one of the last things they do. Um, They could do it where Sasha's mad that Bailey got the singles feature after she walked out. You know what I mean? So she's taking it to Bailey. doesn't mean she wins the SmackDown title or anything like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, Mike.
2: Uh, I guess I'll ask this question. Um, is anyone really asking for these loose ends to get tied up?
1: I mean, in theory, yeah, I think so. Because you really? know how wrestling really? fans are, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't need them tied up. I'm just I, saying.
0: You I know, don't really even think back,
2: there's like loose ends. They lost the tag team titles and she yeah, left. Yeah. If you 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 pay attention as much as I do
1: to social media, you really think if she comes back and she's just say on Raw and they don't interact with each other, that people aren't going to lose their shit?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be a negligible amount of people. Uh, I think most uh, people man. are tired of seeing them together in some way, shape, <sighs> or form.
1: Maybe, maybe, and I'm okay with that too. Well, I'm okay with
2: that too. And it's this company, man. You know how they do sometimes where they're <laughs> just like, alright, well and I think she's been oh. gone long enough too. It's she's Sasha's been gone Uh, you know, long enough that they could slide her back into Raw and it'd be like whatever.
1: Yeah, I guess. We'll see. We'll
2: see. Um Kofi Kingston defends his WWE championship against Randy Orton. I'm
1: excited for this match, man. I really am. There's history there. There's a story here. And a win over Randy Orton is really going to solidify this title run for Kofi Kingston.
2: I agree with all of that. Um, Randy seems invested Mm -hmm. and interested Mm -hmm. in his work. Um, He seems uh, into the story that they're telling. Uh, That generally translates to a pretty good match from him.
1: Yep. And Kofi just seems like a champion more than ever now. Uh, yeah. His promos have been pretty stellar Uh, going into this story. Mike, you know, as we're going over this, man, every match, even the Trish uh, Charlotte, which had a little bit of build, and, and even the Goldberg Ziggler, man, every match is set up very, very well this year. Yeah. There, there's been there's been some meat to each match and story to each match, and I'm, I'm excited for this.
2: Yeah, they have done a good job, for for most part, of putting a good story build behind each one of these. And they really haven't had as much time coming into the SummerSlam as they usually do. No, because... After it, the last pay-per-view. SummerSlam's usually the end of August. I don't know
1: why it was pushed uh, a little sooner, Um And they only really had three weeks after the last show to build this card, and I think they've done a pretty stellar job with it.
2: I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, So before the next match, by the way, this is where we're going to have the um, aforementioned um, uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, in ring confrontation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're
1: penciling it in right there. Yeah,
2: right there is where it's going to be, (laughs) ma'am. Because this is totally the way the card is going to go, too, right? I mean... It's going to be third from last. I'll tell okay. you that, all right? I, I, I it's going to be in between like the, the second and third from last. I'm
1: picking it up. Yeah, I got you. I, I got you.
2: You know, I'm not saying they're going to go in this order. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, it's going to, you know. I got you.
1: I get what you're saying.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Raw Women's Championship uh, submission match. It's never <sighs> happening for you, Natty. Just fucking let it go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're trying to do the the Bret Hart thing. They're trying to do the Becky's a heel in the Ameri- or Becky's a heel in Canada and a face in America, uh, and vice versa with Natty. Um, I don't think it's gonna work, and I don't think they're gonna be upset if it doesn't work that way. If that makes sense, I think it's just kind of. If if it goes that way great, if not it's fine too cuz Becky's still over. Um yeah, Becky's not losing this title to Natalya.
2: No. I think Becky's keeping I
1: think Becky's keeping this title to Mania next year.
2: Look, Natalia is not Bret Hart, not even in Canada, okay? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, Becky's not losing this title for a while. I agree no, with
1: you. No, I I think she's keeping it to Mania and I think Ronda Rousey beats her for it. How about oh, that wow. for a spoiler? For a spoiler-slash-prediction, Mike. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Now that's now that's long-term storytelling, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that really is. <laughs> um, the final match we have... Brock Lesnar defends the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins.
1: What do you think, Mike?
2: Oh, God, man. Um, I need Seth Rollins to win this, man.
1: (laughs) Let me ask you this before you go any further. Let me ask you this: Uh, if if Brock retains, but he is continues doing what he's been doing on television, you know, showing up and being involved and, and building character and story. Are you okay with it? I mean, are you more okay with it? Like, if he if he retains and does what he did in the past and shows up every six to ten weeks, I know you're not okay with it. But if he's on TV, like, two to three times a month doing this shit that he's been doing, even if he doesn't wrestle a match, does it make it better? Because I think it does, although um, I want Seth to win. It makes
2: it better. It makes it better. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But, um... A lot of the issue for me lies in the fact that, like, look, man, if he wins, it's Brock Roman at Mania again, man. And, like, and, like, because please believe, please believe that they have backseated this dude purposely, purposely. Since his cancer comeback, they have purposely backseated him for him to fucking take his throne back at WrestleMania. It's like, please understand uh, all this bullshit, like, if you're like, like, all this bullshit is to make you quit fucking... First of all, first of all, this, like, two things happen to make you stop hating Roman Reigns. One, he got cancer, and if you still fucking hated him after that... Like, shame on you. Like, shame on you. We don't even want you listening to our show. Like, for real. For real, man. We got, like, 37 listeners. You think 36 makes a fucking difference to us? No. Okay? No, it does not. I don't want you listening to the fucking show. Uh, two, 2 they've, like, kept him out of the main event. And that's just so they could spring him into the motherfucker, come the road to WrestleMania, and he could beat Brock Lesnar for the universal title. And if Brock Lesnar wins this uh, Sunday, that's what this means. It means we are locked in to Roman versus Brock. Five. Is it five? Uh, it's four it's five. manias and one super show.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right.
2: Holy yeah. shit. That'll be four manias and a super show. Right? So yeah. That'll be five. Oh, my gosh. Bro, like, I'm for real, like, 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 if I have to do this again, man, I hope I get in a car wreck and die. Like, I'm not Jesus. even playing. Like, like, I can't, I can't do that, man. It's I not, that drastic, not like. You can. It's not that drastic. I don't want to get in a car wreck and die. But, like, I can't do this again, guys. So, like, Brock being there every week, yeah, sure, that's great, man, that'll help. Yeah, it will. It will. Until Roman
1: gets the nod. But like,
2: like, man, 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 it doesn't matter. Here's the other thing: it doesn't even matter who has the belt. Come Mania, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Roman's winning that shit. It's just, it's just that. It's just that. I I, um, I don't want it to be Brock. (laughs) Like I'm okay with Roman Mania Four. I just don't want it to be Brock. Yeah, I, I get it. I
1: totally get it. Um, I'm going to... Uh, man, I'll pick against Brock and I'm always wrong, but I'm going to go with Seth. I think they did this to rebuild Seth. And I think that... I mean... I, I think they're going to... Brock's going to be a player. I just don't think he needs the title. And I really think... I'm I'm sticking to what I said I believe last week or the week before that maybe the whole reason that WrestleMania match went the way it was went was because UFC was still up in the air and Brock didn't want to get hurt. And now UFC is out of the title or out of the picture. Um, at least it seems that way. And now Brock can work and actually have a match and put Seth over the way he needs to. And that's what I'm going with, man. It's going to be Seth and it's going to be it's going to be a typical Worker vs. Brock match. He's going to kick Seth's ass for the majority of the match, and then Seth is going to look like gold afterwards and just come back and win.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping happens. That's yep. what I need and to then we're gonna... I need that to happen, man.
1: And hopefully that makes uh, the fans turn back onto Seth Rollins' side, because for whatever reason, everybody hates him now, and I just don't get it. <laughs>
2: I just, look, man, I just need him to win, okay? Um...
1: Yep, I'm with you, I'm with you. Mike, SummerSlam looks to be a stacked card. TakeOver is definitely stacked. Uh, Main roster, WWE has put on good to great pay-per-views all of 2019. I don't see why there will be anything different here. I'm excited for this weekend. I really hope my network runs a lot better than it has been
2: since this damn
1: update. Uh, other than that, you have anything else you want to share with these beautiful
2: people before we go? Um, I do, actually. Guys, go, um, watch yourself. Um, Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera for the, uh, WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Um... At Road Wild 1998, WCW Road Wild right. 1998, Jericho versus Juventude Guerrero. Um, I also recommend they had a classic at uh, Super Brawl 8. Um, any Jericho Juventude, Guerrero match. Uh, they had some matches on Nitro and Thunder too. It's generally stellar, but I highly recommend these two matches. Um, just something to look into. That's all.
1: I, I like it. Homework assignments, guys. I say it every week, it's been real, it's been fun, we will catch you next
2: time. You guys are beautiful, we love you, have a great week. I just sent that picture to someone else and they sent it back and we're like, what the fuck man, it's 4am.